My guest on this episode of Geek 4 is Lindsay Zierfogel. Lindsay is a Toronto-based writer and arts educator. She's also the creator of the internationally acclaimed Love Lettering Project. She studied contemporary dance and then went on to do an MA in creative writing for the University of Toronto. Her writing has been published widely in Canada and the United Kingdom, and her first novel, Letters to Amelia, came out in 2021. Her new novel, Dear Street, just came out in May 2023. In our conversation, uh, Lindsay and I discuss her love of contemporary dance. It's something that she dedicated many, many years of her life uh, doing, and then stopped and most recently has returned to dance um, as she's begun research on a novel and actually went to New York and took some classes uh, in New York. So the nature of this conversation is actually one of someone returning to something that they used to love, coming back to something after many years. Uh, I found it fascinating. Lindsay's really interesting. I had a great time talking to her, and I hope you enjoy this conversation as well. This is Geek 4 a podcast about fans, fandom, and fan culture. I'm Dr. Michael Boyce. Everyone likes something, but what are you a geek for? Lindsay Zierwogel, welcome to Geek 4. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Now, a little while ago on social media, you posted that you were in New York and you mm-hmm. were attending classes at the Martha Graham Dance Studio. And I'd like, to, I'd like to talk to you about your love of dance. Now, where does this begin? I mean, I think my my relationship with dance is quite complicated, I think. Good. It's what I've recently realized. Um, I think like the very or the origin story would be like, you know, three-year-old Lindsay in a suburb, like in a pink, you know, little bodysuit and pink tights prancing around. I was um it was a pig. I had this like pig costume. Mm. I don't know. It was like a barnyard scene for the big performance. I remember wearing this like it was made of an egg carton and it stank. Um, so that's like where I think that I started dancing was like, you know, like like a lot of suburban kids. We were just shuffled into the sort of dance studio world. But it was either um, that or a love of farming from that, yes, from that yes. origin story. Okay. It's All true. Right. It's Fair. true. Or yeah. egg farmer. Um, <laughs> and I didn't go the egg farmer route. So yeah, I feel like I just danced in a way that like some kids play t-ball like and I did play t-ball for one amazing season where I was like, I hated it so much because I was so bad at it. And I mm-hmm. hate teams. I still to this day, I can't stand team sports because I can't stand someone like having to rely on me to do this like physical thing that I like may or may not be able to like execute. Fair. Like it, it fills me with so much anxiety. So I'd be like, you know, it was T-ball. The kids were little. And I'd be like, I'll go to the outfield. And I'd be like, like as far as you could be without like getting lost. Like that's Without actually be. leaving the the field exactly. of play. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Uh, w- with my little ballet outfit on underneath my, my you know, T-ball uniform. So like I, I was never destined for sports. Um, and then, uh, you know, the ballet gets, you know, ballet-y fast. <laughs> ballet-y. Um, you know, pretty uh, rigid and it's specific and it's all about, you know, like repetition of very minute things, which is deeply not my personality. Um, so I really didn't like it, but mm. I also did it. Actually. Um, if the alternate was sports, I mean. Right. And like, I'm not, don't <laughs> let me kick a soccer ball. Not interested. So I think that I, so I started doing jazz, which felt better. I had these great teachers. One mm. was the, um, was the white cat in 
the musical Cats, which I thought was the coolest thing that's ever happened. Mm. Uh, another teacher was in an Alanis, when Alanis was just Alanis and not Alanis Morissette. Oh, yes. Uh, Marianne Marsh was in the Alanis Morissette video or Alanis video, which was also like the coolest thing that ever happened. The one with uh, Matt LeBlanc? Was it with him? It was always too hot, of, never too cold. Yes, that, was, that is yes, the one with that's Joey. The one. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I need to go look this up again. Um, <laughs> So she was awesome. And like, I just feel like both those teachers, Brenda Rundle and Marianne Marsh, who I still like, I still know Marianne and I've mm. sort of been in touch with Brenda. were just like really, they were amazing dancers and amazing teachers. And again, mm -hmm. I feel like, like with everything, sometimes you get an amazing, a person who's amazing at what they do and they're not an amazing teacher. Mm -hmm. And these people were both, um, which, you know, in the suburban studio world is not always the case. No. Um, so I did a lot more dancing, a lot more performing. And then in high school, I think I must have been in grade 10. I switched studios, which was like, you know, a big deal back in the day to switch studios. It's like going from the Sharks to the Jets. That's Yes, exactly. Not... It was very dramatic. Yeah, look it at me with the dance. It was a lot of like everyone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, deeply it was like, I and like, and I think there were like non-compete clauses that were like maybe like, Ooh. oh, it was a thing. It was a thing for the teachers, obviously, not for the kids. Lindsay, um, you are a dangerous woman. <laughs> bringing people to the dark side so i started dancing in this other studio and they brought in this modern dance teacher and i didn't know what modern dance was you know i knew how to like kick my face and smile which never felt totally right mm -hmm. and i knew how to like do plies and like you know wear tutus in the performances which mm -hmm. also never felt really all that right and then all of a sudden this like modern dancer with these like flowy black pants and dramatic eye makeup like shows up on the scene and again reflecting on the fact that Lindsay is 15 years old and like writing very angsty Ani DeFranco fueled poetry. I was like, what? We get to dance barefoot and we don't have to wear tights and we don't have to smile if we don't want to. Like it literally blew my mind. Like it was just such a revelation. It was so exciting. Like it mm -hmm. was just, it was awesome. Um, so I started doing modern dance and you know, it just everything but the movement just felt like like I was like, this is what I this all of those times where I was like, I'm dancing, but it doesn't feel good. But I think I still love it. All of a sudden I was like, oh, this this is what we've been waiting for. Um, So that was super exciting. So I did that for a bunch of years and like teachers started this like company. So like a bunch of us were touring, like we went to the Ottawa Fringe Festival. We went up to Cobalt, Ontario. Again, I have no idea how, now I'm like, how does any of this funded? I don't know. We did no the idea. Edmonton Fringe. Oh, wow. In Calgary. Like, we, like, that's, perform. Yeah. That's not I just know. in around Southern Ontario. That's No, like, we did stuff. Okay. Um, again, no idea how the funding worked. Um, but it was, it just, it was just really exciting. It was, that, that was, just, and the people in the company, some people were older, some people had, like, you know, danced more, um, I was teaching dance a lot at the time because taking dance classes is expensive and mm -hmm. one way to pay for it is to work at the studio and then you know and I, I also I love teaching uh generally speaking um I don't know if I was the best dance teacher to be honest because I just wanted to dance but that's not for me to judge that's for those poor kids <laughs> um and then uh it was so it was the summer I was supposed to start university in September mm -hmm. it was mid-July July 19th was the audition. So we went to Ottawa and this teacher of mine was like, hey, I can't believe you're going to university. Maybe you should consider dancing. And I was like, 
I mean, yeah, but like I, you know, I was a super keener in school and I, you know, that I was, I was going to go to university because that's what I was supposed to do. Yes. And, and I got a full scholarship to go to Guelph. Uh, and then, yeah. So then, you know, this teacher's like, I don't know, maybe you should like dance. Maybe you should audition. Oh, and I had auditioned for Concordia. Um, okay. The Concordia dance program, like a whole bunch of us, like drove to Montreal. It was this big caravan of Ontario kids. And, but I didn't love the program. Like it was very much based on choreography, which I did love, but I was like, I kind of want to found like a dance foundation and it just didn't feel like my vibe. Um, so I kind of been like, no, I'm not going to do the da a dance program. I'm going to Guelph or who even knows what I was going for. I don't even remember. I started in archaeology. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe like English or something. I don't even, yeah. I don't even know if it was English. Who knows what I was going for <laughs> many moons ago. Um, so I came home, got off the, you know, Oh, the tour bus and I was like hey mom I'm gonna audition for dance school and she was like what are you talking about and I was like no I'm gonna do this I knew they were a bad influence right <laughs> and so then I auditioned mm -hmm. uh, and it was at the school of Toronto Dance Theater which has just changed its name like in the last month and I'm blanking on the on the new name um uh out in Cabbage Town and the Winchester Street Theater was the building so you know I show up to this audition having only ever done like you know, modern dance in the studio in Etobicoke. And I show up and it's like, and you know, I was the like weird one. There was like kind of two of us that were like really into modern dance. And I show up and there's like, you know, so many people who are just as into this like way of moving as I am. There's a drummer. I think there was a drummer, maybe a pianist, like a live musician playing. Mm -hmm. Like It was just, I was like, where are we? Also the Winchester Street Theater where the school used to be housed until the fall, this coming fall. Um, and it's the theater is a converted church. Ah. So the theater, like, so there's a bunch of studios, mm -hmm. you know, third dance studios, whatever. Um, but the studio theater has like, you know, huge stained glass windows. Like there's no way Ooh. you can't be so inspired when you walk into that space. Like it is just so beautiful. Most churches um, have great acoustics. So the live music sounds awesome. Right. And like yeah. live music, like yeah. so amazing. So yeah. Even um, I would enjoy dancing in that. Right? It was amazing. You know, there's like, and because it's a theater, like there's oh. chairs, like there's, you know, there's the house. Anyways, it's so beautiful. All the lights are hung. Like you, I just felt so like it was real life, you know, mm -hmm. I was 18. I was like, oh, I'm going to dance. I'm going to cut the necks out of all my shirts, which I still do to this day. Oh. Um, and I got in, which astounds me because mm -hmm. I was not very physically strong. Um, so I was like, mom, I'm going to dance school. And she was like, that's a terrible idea, which at the time I was furious with my parents for not supporting me. Of course. Um, of course. Also, I was 18 and deep into Ani DeFranco. I was raging against everyone and everything. Yes, yes. Um, except now as a parent, I'm like, you know, if my kid had a full scholarship to go to university and they were like, I'm going to go be a modern dancer. That would be <laughs> challenging. Like, I'd like Fair. to say that I'd be like, follow your heart. But like. Yep. You know, and maybe have a backup plan, right? And also, like, <laughs> you're giving up, but like, because then, of course, then I had to pay for my own university education, which you <clears> know, yeah, is not cheap. Nope. But again, when I was 18, that didn't cross my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went to dance school, and I showed up, and I was just like in love. Like it was so exciting. And so, um, back when I was in school, again, this was like 1998 was the year I started dance school um and it's a three-year program 
uh, it was not. Now it's an accredited college. At that time, it was not. It, it was literally oh. just like you just get to dance all day. Oh, <laughs> like, good. <laughs> yeah. Again, and as nothing a parent, at the from end. a parent, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, you get to be a dancer. Just palaces um, on your feet. Yeah, yeah, oh. and a lot of injuries. Uh, so I was so excited about it, and I showed up, and it's like beautiful and amazing, and like the teachers are like you know, the best teachers in Canada and mm -hmm. like best dancers in Canada. They're bringing in people from Europe and people from New York. Like the quality was outstanding. Mm -hmm. um, and we, uh, so the school doesn't do this anymore, but they used to train in the Graham, the Martha Graham technique. So mm -hmm. do you know anything about the Graham technique? No, please oh. tell me, please okay. illuminate me on the Martha Graham technique. So Martha Graham technique was created in the twenties and thirties by Martha Graham herself. Uh, it was, it's, uh, so she was choreographing all these pieces and then she was like, oh, I need dancers who know how to use my kind of movement. So I will create a technique so we can, I can like, we can all warm up in the same way so that they can do the movement that I want them to do. So it's barefoot. It's on the ground. It's like the antithesis of ballet in some ways and like not another. So like, you know, it's grounded and it's barefoot. It's all about breath, like breath. Mm -hmm. All of the movement originates in your pelvis. Um, so like the very center of your pelvis is like where all any movement comes from, even if it's like your arm moving, it's like it all has to originate from from the pelvis. Um, and there's three basic movements, which is the contraction, mm -hmm. curving over, the release, which is the release of that, and then a spiral. And so all of those movements have to come from this like very internal place. Hmm. And they all sort of like spiral out from the bottom, you know, it radiates from the bottom. Um, ideologically, this uh, way of moving is beautiful. It's so thoughtful. It's really like, like philosophically and uh, sort of intellectually very engaging to me. Like I find it beautiful. Um, oh, and you do it. So the, the, so there's floor work, standing work, and then sort of like moving across the floor stuff. So uh, you start on the floor with your legs sort of crossed, your sort of ankles crossed in front of you. Kind of like, you know, when you sit, like do this butterfly stretch and you like mm -hmm. lean over, it's kind of yep. like that, but like your knees have to be off the floor and your feet are sort of not okay. soul to soul. So it's very extreme on your hip flexors because you're like, your knees are like, so yeah. you do that for like an hour. Yeah. I can imagine. The yeah. yeah. It's like where somebody, somebody's can do it. Mm -hmm. Somebody's cannot. I am in the latter category. Um, but you know, there was one place. So there was some, um, programs, dance programs that were university based like York, mm -hmm. uh, has a dance program. Uh, and Ryerson has a dance program. Ryerson program was a bit more like commercial. The York program felt at the time like a bit more of like, I don't know what it's like now. The teacher that I had was very not impressed with the York program. So therefore I was also not impressed with the York program because I course. did not do my research, right? Yeah. Um, I just believed whatever she told me. If she had told me to jump off a bridge, I'd be like, on it. I will contract I as go. I go over. <laughs> yeah. Flexing um, my hips. Yes, here we go. So... It felt like, you know, going to TDT, the school of TDT was the only place to really dance. There was another program in Winnipeg, but again, mm. I was not going to move to Winnipeg. Um, yeah. Having also, just all... come back from Winnipeg after 25 years? No, don't, don't. It was don't also that Winnipeg. thing where I was like, I'm literally making this decision at the 11th hour. Like, I don't <laughs> have time to like do research and reapply the thing. So here no. I was doing Graham. Um, mm -hmm. and again, it's beautiful and it's thoughtful and it's so hard on my body, like so bad. And yeah. I wasn't particular, I was very flexible. Uh, like all of my joints are like hypermobile, mm -hmm. which, 
you think is a good thing for dancing, but it's not because you need strength to hold the things that you need to do. Yes. It's not very strong. So I show up in September, like, we got to dance. This is amazing. I'm like, so there were 30 people, 32 people, I think, in our first year class. And there's just like, we just get to dance all the time, every day, eight to five. Like, it was so exciting. Um, Except that, uh, and then we had uh, like evaluations in the fall mm-hmm. sometime. And they brought me into the office and they were like, you're not very good. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Wah, I'm dancing wah, every day. <laughs> like, and I was always really good at what I did, right? Like, yeah. okay, I was not good at math, so I just avoided it when I could. Yeah. But like, Avoid the if things I tried, you're not good at. Yeah, that, yeah, that's how yeah. I was brought up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was generally like, I was very good at school. I worked really hard. You know, I worked hard and played the piano and I was great. I mean, I wasn't amazing but like i was i uh-huh. if i put my mind to things i was generally good at it yes uh you know i was the top dancer at my studio in the like contemporary modern dance world like i i, I was not ne- i i was not used to not being good and to hear that like i didn't know that i wasn't good and i was like what <laughs> what do you mean i'm not good like i'm trying oh. and i love it and uh-huh. that was not good enough so that that began my <laughs> deep descent in my dance career mm. that did not end for a long time. It So it was like, you need to work harder. You need to do more. You need to get stronger. And so, you know, I was just you know doing all the things. And I injured my hip. I can't remember if it was before first year, second year. No, before second year or third year. I don't know. I was very injured. Um, but of course, because in the dance world, if you feel pain, you just push on through, right? Yes, like, yes. There's nothing about, and like to this day, like if I'm watching like a basketball game or whatever, and I see someone like limp off the, off the, yeah. I was going to say the stage, off the court to go sit on the bench. I'm like, how bad is it? Like get back. What? You're stopping because it hurts? And like, and then I have to be like, no, 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 that is good. Like yeah. retrain your brain. That's the way it's actually supposed to be done. Right? <laughs> and that's just, your body like, telling you to stop. It's your butt. And again, like I just like overrode that system yeah. so hard. Yeah. For so long. Like it's still now. Sometimes I'm like, I think I am in pain. You need to think about this. Are you? Are like because I don't even register what pain is mm. a lot of the time. Like it's quite my relationship to pain is very bizarre. <laughs> um, thank you, dance. So, yes, thank you. Thank you, teachers who are deeply damaged to like <laughs> to pass that on to me. Um, so yeah, I, I danced, I danced a lot. I also, so, um, I mean, the wonderful things about it, live music every day, multiple times a day. So we would have either a pianist or a drummer or a drummer that played the piano or like, uh, like live music every day. It was Mm. so amazing. Like, and you know, in the theater with the beautiful stained glass windows, I mean, not every class was there and, Mm -hmm. you know, an old church is not as like there's like a, some sweet spot months but like you know winter and yeah. summer are not those sweet spot months no. <laughs> heating or cool cooling not yeah those yeah, systems not, yeah. not so great yeah. i was also in class with like my my class that i was with were so good like the quality of the dancers like they're still some of the best dancers in canada like brianna mm-hmm. bardo and kay holden like they're just i'm um, raid philgate like they are literally the best dancers in this country and then there was me like trying to keep up like my hip hurts and they're just being amazing. Um, so did that. Uh, 
they kept threatening to kick me out which mm -hmm. they, to be honest they just probably should have um it was also hard for me because i was very used to like having an opinion and sharing my opinion and talking and like really like intellectualizing things and mm -hmm. there was no space for that mm. um like our academic courses was like dance history where we just like watch vhs tapes of martha graham dancing um or anatomy which i learned a lot in anatomy to be fair mm -hmm. but there wasn't a lot of like um and our anatomy teacher was amazing but like there wasn't a lot of like academic type work obviously yeah. it was a dance program but i really needed that so i started taking university classes at night which i think helped me also got yeah. me um, a pool membership so that let me swim which only like this was the only thing i could do physically because my body was deeply broken <laughs> but i was pushing through and just taking oh, a lot your, of advil your poor um, body yeah like the number of memories i have of my friend sarah baker and i showing up after we went so i would dance all day mm -hmm. and then i would go and teach and then have company class with this company I was still with or class or rehearsals or whatever. And then we show up at the James Joyce pub at like mm -hmm. Bathurst and Blue or Disney more. And we would like, you know, chug some Advil and then drink our beer. Like, like <laughs> way too many nights that I could like, it was just like Advil first beer, Advil beer. I drank, I, I drank, I ate so much Advil, mm. um, ate it. I took so much Advil, I guess swallowed I don't, I'm a not lot sure. of advil in my <laughs> so system sure. I'm not quite sure what the verb would be yeah i know okay yeah I, there was a lot of advil in my life um so i got to third year by some miracle um oh and i i would take these summer programs that were quite amazing and like, I'd be mm -hmm. like oh i'd like fall in love with dancing again over the summer and then i'd go back to school and then i'd just be like terrible again oh this is what mm -hmm. i was gonna say so i was like if you're you know if you work if you dance in a studio which a lot of kids did um you often dance on like a four or an eight, sometimes a three if it's a waltz, right? Like, yes, okay. It's often recorded music, and recorded yeah. music is often four, four times. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, when I show up at dance school and there's drummers and there's, you know, choreographers who are like, let's do this on a five. And what? I was like, no. What? Oh, yes. <laughs> and like, I did not realize. So, our first piece that we performed. I still have nightmares about standing in the wings trying to count out the seven because it was on seven. It was on a seven and a five. And like to this day, my makes brain no like, sense. it was so, but of course everyone else went to art school. So they were used to this. And I was like, my body was just, like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't find the downbeat. I couldn't find, it was so bad. There is no downbeat in, in five, in five, four time. Like the, the like I'm a drummer and five, four time scares the living right? daylights out of Thank me. Because like, it doesn't actually I need you to tell sense. me that when I was 18. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, 18 year old, five, four time makes no sense. Yeah, it was very... And don't so, even get like, me started on 9-8 time. Oh, God. You should just come to dance school and just be... <laughs> no! Get your brain, like, exploded. <laughs> no! So, so there was that. It was like, I was just like, I don't know what is happening. Like, I was just... Yeah. But because I had, like, made this stand to, like, go to dance school and, like, not go to university, I couldn't just be like, you know what? This was a bad idea. I'm out. I couldn't do that. Oh. So then I just kept doing it. Just popping your Advil... Done. Stop my Advil. Try to figure out five, with... four time. Yeah. Uh, I had these amazing physiotherapists. So I had a, I was in a lot of pain. I had this great doctor who was a doctor for the National Ballet and the Leafs. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I think we have to shave your hip bone down. I think that'll help. And I was like, okay. No. <laughs> Again, like, right? No. So then he was like, okay, first we'll try. Because, you know, it was like, he was like, well, just don't do the sitting on the floor thing. And I was like, 
but I have to do the sitting. That's all we do is the sitting on the floor thing. Like I can't not. That's... One physiotherapist that was like, it's okay. You don't have to sit, like sit on a, like you don't have to stop. We'll figure out. So I was like sitting on a phone book. Which or that would be like a yoga book, right? Yeah, or you could stop. <laughs> but I couldn't stop. This is the thing. It's like that pain thing. It was like, this was something that I had to overcome. This is something that I was like, like it, there was no like, like there was no permission to stop, oh. which I mean, I had to give that to myself. Yeah. Because know. anyone that told me to, I was like, no, like, you yeah. don't know, you don't get yeah. it. Yeah. Oh gosh. I just, I, my heart breaks for like little 18, 19, 20 year old Lindsay. So when I was 21, I was so injured. So I, uh, starting in January, I was like, I can't do Graham anymore. I can't do the sitting on the floor thing. Like I, I'm in so much pain all the time. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'll just do, there was these like classes nearby. So I was like, I'll just do two bar classes a day instead of a Graham class and a bar class. Mm-hmm. And everyone was on board with that until right before the performance, the final show, we were going to graduate on Sunday, last show's on Saturday. And they were like, yeah, we don't think you can graduate. And I was like, what? But, I, but you said it was fine. And they were like, well, some teachers said that you didn't do enough gram and this is a gram program and I'm not going to name names, but it was harsh. It was harsh. So that was dance school. And so I was 21 uh, I was going to go do a fourth year because again, like I didn't know how to stop. So I was going to go do a fourth year. I spent that summer and I got my uh, first, I, I was also choreographing and I loved choreographing and my choreographic okay. voice was quite strong. So I was like uh-huh. physically and technically not a very strong dancer. However, I was a really strong choreographer as yeah. strong as a, you know, you're very creative and you're very articulate. I can see it, it was, great. I loved, be, like, I loved mm-hmm. choreographing. I loved, mm-hmm. like, and, you know, even performing, like, part of me is like, I don't think I liked performing. Like, I don't mm. think that I liked, like, I talked to other people, they're like, oh, my God, I love performing. And I like, I like performing, but not dance, yeah. which, again, I was like, what was I doing? <laughs> I digress. Maybe that person should have just shut up and let you go to Guelph. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Um. So I... Uh, also, I had friends in Guelph, so I would go to Guelph whenever I would have a break. And like to the point where I was there so often that I ran into someone a few years ago and he was like, oh, yeah, what did you end up graduating with? And I was like, no, I didn't go to Guelph. Oh, he inter- he introduced me as like, oh, this is Lindsay. She's our friend. She, like we went to Guelph together. Guelph, and I was like, no, no, I didn't. No, <laughs> but I was just there a lot. <laughs> I was running away from my pain induced reality. Um so uh oh. so I had so I had my first piece in the in the fringe, the Toronto dance fringe that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. I got to like choreograph all summer. I was like I did a poetry reading at Hillside. I was like doing all this awesome like my life was great that summer. Mm-hmm. Fell in love. It was great. I was like working at a it's not called Fresh, but then it was called Juice for Life. I was like the assistant manager there. My best friend was the manager. Like the summer was like next level amazing. Sounds great. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'm going back to dance school. It was, oh, uh, and my then boyfriend, we had known each other for like a few weeks. And then we went to Italy. To, his parents were like, go to Italy together. And I was like, this sounds great. And it was. So I showed <laughs> Roll back into Toronto. I'm like starting dance school. Uh, it was September 11th, like the September 11th, 2001. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Uh, I was I was at Ray, uh, at my boyfriend's house. We watched the planes fly into the buildings. And I was like, that's super weird. Got to go to dance class. See ya. Uh, I was like, I got to tell my dad about this weird airplane thing because my dad loves airplanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, biked to dance school, um, got dressed, 
did the opening exercise that I still remember. Like I can still do the whole thing because mm-hmm. my body just some memory. Things. Yep. The real thing. And and one of my favorite teachers was teaching. Pat Miner was teaching, and she's just one of the best humans that's ever existed. She was a person that really like took care of me and really worked with me on figuring out like how I could mm-hmm. do what I needed to do. Um. And after I finished the arm exercise, I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to dance. Like I am done. So I September 11th, September 11th, 2001 is a monumental day shifting. And I was like, I had no idea. And I was like, I'm not dancing anymore. Like I'm done. But you know what? Like, well done you like, right. You know, I love I know it was huge. And so I got on my bike. And like, you don't leave dance, you don't just walk out of a dance class. That's like super not done. Like you do not do that. But I walked out, got on my bike, biked as fast as I could across the city mm-hmm. to U of T, mm-hmm. showed up. I was like a, in the part-time students, yeah, whatever college or whatever it was, Wordsworth, Woodsworth, something. And I showed up and I was like, hi, I need you to put me into any class, all the classes. Give me the classes. What classes do you have? Like, I'm, this is, again, without talking to a single person, like not talking to my parents, not talking to my sister, not talking to my boyfriend, not talking to any of my friends. I was just like, I I'm got doing it. this. I'm doing this. And so I, and I also called my work and I was like, hi, remember how I said I couldn't work anymore? I can work. Give me all the work. Like sign me up, fill my schedule. Um, And so, and then I didn't like talk to a dancer or think about dance. I probably thought about dance a lot. I did not do anything dance related. I'm sure your body thought about dance a lot. (laughs) I'm sure I dreamt about dance. And I, and I had, um, I had a procedure done on my hip too. So I was like walking with a cane. I got some cortisone injections done. So, uh, so like I, I I was dealing with ramifications of dance, but like I yeah. never I didn't see a dance show, and this was going from like seeing like a dance show a week, you hit, involved you in hit many to like I was like you done. flat out hit a wall, and I was like I don't, I don't want to talk to dancers. Uh-huh. I like and you know one of my best friends at the time was a dancer, and I was like we just didn't speak for a year. Like I was like I'm out. Whoa. Um, and it was exactly what I needed. Like it was uh-huh. exactly what I needed, yeah. yep. and then. I kind of started doing like dance adjacent things. So I started choreographing again, which was a way better place for me to be uh-huh. in the dance world, like not actually doing the moving, but yeah. um, and sort of doing it with like, like collaborating with some other people, other musicians and that sort of thing. So just sort of mixing that up. Um, I worked for a dance magazine, which was really fun. Cause I was like, mm. I'm a writer, you know, a little baby writer, but still. Mm. Um, so it was so nice to like connect to those two parts of my life mm-hmm. um it was mostly it at the time i eventually started writing grants for dancers mm-hmm. uh, and for myself oh because i yeah i was writing grants for myself because i was choreographing and you know mm-hmm. so i had some choreography presented um so yeah it was kind of like i was kind of like inside outside like i wasn't mm-hmm. super connected to the dance world but i kind of like was in my own sort of way inch back um, in a little bit yeah like in sort of on my own terms and without actually having to like do the dancing which was key which my was hip was key. like <laughs> thank you move. thank Good you Lindsay. Yes, your hip says to you yeah please don't ever do um, that again never do that again please um so yeah i did like i did a bunch of sort of like dance adjacent things which mm-hmm. felt really good um, but I never took a class ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever. And so like ever, uh, I, you know, have a bunch of friends now, like mom friends or kids mm-hmm. all go to school together and they're all former dancers. So we talk a lot about, you know, what it's like to have done that thing. Oh, your injuries. That's, we, right? few, we happy few. Yeah. 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 It's like, 
you know, in the trenches. Um, <laughs> and so they always go to dance classes. So they're always inviting me. They're like, come, it's like a beginner ballet class. You'll love it. And I'm always like, no, nope. like I cannot stand in turnout, like at, in no world. Like mm-hmm. I'm still in pain from like 20 plus years ago. Like I'm mm-hmm. not taking a dance class. Like, no. you know, oh, it'll be really fun though. It's like, no one cares. And like, I was so scared of like showing up in front of a mirror where like, you know, as an 18, 19, 20, 21 year old, I was like standing there in my like, you know, whatever it's called, bodysuit and tights, being told everything that was wrong with my body in front of a mirror all the time. Like there are still no full length mirrors in my house. Cause I'm like, I, I never need to slip back into that. Like, no, picking everything that's wrong. Cause it's, it's what I did for years. And it took me a long time to stop to get out of that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, like even now, if I see someone walking down the street, I'm like, your hip is tight or like mm, your left shoulder needs. Work. Like I, it's like, I just, <laughs> let's, without never judgment, me- like I'm- let's never meet in person. Okay. <laughs> it's like, like my shoulders all knee? thrown out. Like, yeah. Oh, like I have no judgment. It's just yeah. like, but I, because I know so much, like I, I, yeah. I can internalize it. So, uh, it is a very useful skill that is like not helpful. Like maybe if I was a physiotherapist or something, but like I'm not. Yeah, um, just, just randomly like, diagnosing mm. people. On yeah, the and like your IT band needs a stretch, yeah. pal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those hip flexors. Um, just, not yeah. helpful. No, yeah. it's not a helpful quality that I have. But I, mm. it's so. Anyways, I so I haven't done a class in forever. Uh, oh, I write about dance, so I mm-hmm. like. Uh, I have done that quite a bit. So mm. I like you know people choreographers ask me to come into their process, uh, and I'll write you know during the process, and then give them the writing. So they have they've uh, some people just use it. Some choreographers use it to like uh help shape the piece mm-hmm. and some use it like as the score for the piece like you know spoken mm-hmm. uh some people like speak it on stage some people incorporate it into the um sound score um so i've been doing that which again feels really good it's like a great yeah like i understand the world i understand the language i understand it without having to do it so mm-hmm. that i love um but yeah the, you know, when all these friends are like come to a class i'm like i would rather die like no yeah no that sounds awful I am all for, like, I'm at this point in my life where, you know, huge, massive changes and have really enjoyed taking things, like taking classes, taking courses on things that have always interested me, but I don't want to go back and play t-ball. Like, right. Like that's, you know, I totally get that. Yeah. Like that has sailed. I do not need to reinvest. But so I started writing a book about a dancer, a former dancer turned Mm -hmm. arts administrator. Bing. Which is not me. She is not me. Yes, yes. Sarah yes. is not Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, there are parallels, but Sarah yeah. is not Lindsay. Um, and so, you know, I was like, and she teaches in a Graham-based school uh, because it's fascinating. It's also mm-hmm. what I know. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so I, you know, I called the school that I used to go to and I was like, hey, can I come watch some classes? And they were like, actually, we're not going to teach Graham anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. Which... Uh, on the record, I fully support. Like, yeah, uh, you know, Graham created Martha Graham herself created mm-hmm. this form so that people could do her choreography. But if you're not doing her choreography, they you don't support. need that form. Yeah. There are far gentler, far more like mm-hmm. versatile dance forms that you can train in mm-hmm. that are not quite as grueling on very specific parts of your body. So again, fully mm-hmm. support that shift. But I was like, oh, <laughs> but I. But I need it, like, because again, there's a lot of very specific things about Graham that are not just in a in a you know a contemporary bar class or in any other mm-hmm. type of class. Um, so 
I was like, well, so I watched a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, Graham classes on yep. YouTube. Uh, like a lot of them, I have my favorites bookmarked. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? I think for the final scene of this book, my character needs to take a class. And so the character like, who is not you, who is not me, decidedly not me. When the book comes out, you'll know that it's not me, but it's okay. right. It's not me. Um, her marriage is in shambles. Book. Her marriage is in shambles. My marriage is not in shambles. So there Good. we go. Okay. Um, but so I was like, I think I need to take a class. Like, I think I need to take a Graham class. I don't think that just taking a class is going to be all right. So I went to New York and my husband and my dancer friend who was, was like, are you sure? Like, really? You're going to take a class? I was like, yeah. They're like, okay. We suffer for our art. Right? They're like, I was like, I don't know. I'm going to take some Advil. I'm going to do the class. It's going to be fine. You know that there are more effective painkillers now. No, don't tell me. I'm not interested in what you're you're selling me. It's Advil or bust. That's all I got. All right. Um. And so I did it like I so I contacted the Graham school and I was like, I'd like to observe some classes and I'll take this open class. And at the time, there was no anyways, there was an open class available. Um, so I did it. And, and how was it? So I so I observed mm-hmm. uh, I was there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at the school. So I observed classes Tuesday, Wednesday. So Tuesday first first class was like a beginner, um, like not a beginner grand class, but like a mm-hmm. beginner in their training program. It's a four year training program. And most people have already done a dance degree. So they're not beginner dancers, but it's a beginner Graham focus. And I just burst into tears, like, because it was so beautiful to see this movement that I literally have not done. And I've only like seen on my tiny little computer screen in 22 years to see it happening in front of me. And the, the teacher for that class was one of the dancers for the Graham company. And they all wear unitards there. It's like Mm -hmm. their uniform. If not everyone, but a lot of people do. And you could see, like, I was like, oh, that's what they mean when they say contract, like that. Because you could see it in a way that, like, I don't think I'd ever really fully understood what it meant until I was, like, you know, a 43-year-old woman sitting in a corner in a class being Watching. like, oh, oh, that's what they kept talking about yes. 20 plus years ago. That's the thing. Um, Sometimes you just need time and distance right? to see yes. what's in front of you. Not always helpful, but yes, no, no, totally. No, never helpful, but never helpful. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched a fourth year class afterwards. So again, these are like they're like on the way to like the company and to you know do and they do Graham based rep like repertoire. Mm-hmm. Um. So like this is what they do all day, all the time. And it was I was like just blown away. Like it was so amazing that what they mm. could do what they did with graham like i was like oh yeah I, I don't think i knew what you could do with it mm-hmm. um it was astounding like it was mm. so mind-blowing um so i'd watched a bunch of those classes and then on the on the wednesday these two uh elderly women who had been in graham's company all, all the teachers there have also like were trained by graham or worked with graham like so it's it's not like the diluted versions that we got. It was like people who literally knew Graham who worked Your with Graham. her. Yeah. Like Martha, like they call her Martha because they <laughs> knew her and they're giving corrections. Like this one woman, Peggy, who's astounding. What a wonderful teacher was giving. Cor- she was like, well, Martha always says da da da. And I was like, Oh my God, Martha Graham talked to you. Um, it was, it was quite a, like part of it's like, Oh, I wish I just come down. I mean, how could I have afforded it? But like, when I was doing Graham because it was so yeah 
it was just it made so much sense in a way that mm-hmm. like us doing it in Toronto uh, you know in the early 90s like it didn't make I guess late 90s early late 90s. like it didn't make sense you know like we weren't doing the choreography so it didn't it was just like a oh we'll just train like this but it yeah. it didn't have a like a reason mm-hmm. I always like to have reasons for things and sure. it the the reasons make sense so then I took the class so I was you know sitting in the corner and like I was amazed that like I can like I still know the the, the floor series like I it's still in muscle me. memory is a real it's, thing it's so real yeah. and like uh could I do it perfectly absolutely not was I a hot mess absolutely but like it was still inside my, like, you know, if they were like, okay, we're doing sixes. I was like, I know what that means. You know, mm-hmm. um, we're, ple- we're doing pleadings. We're doing decontractions. Like, oh, the hands are like little, like these like triangle cups. Like everything is very, like, there's a lot of tension happening uh-huh. in the body. Yes. Um, so it was, so I, you know, I was, I was a bit more private. Like, I think if I had gotten cold to the class, it would have been mm-hmm. uh, worse and harder and more like of a mind trip. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, uh, it still was. Because I was not used to doing that. I, I, I'm actually writing an article for Chatelaine about it. Oh. But like sitting in the back corner. Uh, and I, I when I had met the teacher earlier. So like she already sort of, we already knew each other. So it felt like a little safe. It was a safe space. <laughs> not every dance teacher I have had was kind or generous or, you know. I can imagine some absolutely terrible people teaching dance. Yes. Which yeah. a friend of mine did point out. She was like, they are just... Like they're in the cycle of abuse. They were taught uh-huh. like this. So then they teach. And uh, that blew my mind. This was like literally like within the last yeah. year that she's used that phrase. And I was like, oh, that's what I lived inside of that. I was never <laughs> able to articulate. Like, a cycle of abuse. That's what I lived in from 19 to 21. Oh. But like having a name for it instead of, because mm. it was just normalized, right? Like yeah. being ignored because, you know, you did something wrong or being yelled at. I mean, being yelled at was better than being criticized for your, yeah, no, absolutely. And again, like we were 18 years old, like we were there and excited, like, so I'm, I have issues with some of the pedagogy for sure. Mm -hmm. I think the school, I will say for the record, the school has shifted. It's like all about, like they shifted artistic directors. They've shifted their pedagogical methodology. Like it's very much about like, like anti-oppression based student led. Okay. Dance program. Um, yeah. Very different than how it mm-hmm. used to be. And I do think that, like, you know, the culture is shifting. Mm-hmm. I don't think it had done a lot of that shifting when I was there. No. Um, but, yeah, so I was in this class. And, I mean, it's, like, I can't even tell you. Like, normally I walk into a class and I'm like, I know who's the strongest. I know who has the best feet. I know who's, like, you know, but I, I just instantly who's the best jumper. Like, I just, it, Break it's it that down. thing where, like, I can know who has a tight shoulder who walks down my street. It's like, it's, yeah. it's like without thinking about it, it's just this like lens that I see a class, like in a yoga class or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always just want to be praised, right? Like, I always just want to be great, uh, which means that I like do things <laughs> I shouldn't do. So I've stopped doing any sort of class because I don't trust myself to like yeah. be an adult. So I was in the back corner being like, don't do things you can't do. And like, you know. And it was amazing. Like, it was amazing. I did not do things that my body couldn't do. The movement was inside of me. It was amazing. It was so amazing. It was so, like, by the end, I was just, like, sobbing. Like, we were doing these, like, Good happy tears. It was good happy tears. It was very healing. Not pain. I need Advil tears. I mean, I did take Advil immediately after. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I wasn't like, I am in agony. Yeah. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. I'm really excited to read the novel. Um, 
in I, years from I now when it wait. emerges. I can't, yes. I can't wait. I can't wait. And um, speaking of novels, um, I was going to do the fast forward, but let's talk about your new book. Your, yeah. So your first book, Letters to Amelia, came out in 2021. And it's it's on my next to read pile. Um, yay! Yay! I'm, my reading is so slow these days. It's so bad. It but slow. your new book, Deer Street, a picture book, came yep. out just a few weeks ago, uh, yep. beginning of May. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So it's uh, it's my first picture book. Okay. Such a fun process. Um, and so I have this project called the Love Lettering Project, where I get people to write love letters to their communities. Uh -huh. We're doing it for. Uh, since 2004, so like a long time. Um, okay. And so this picture book is based on the project. So it's a little girl, Alice, who whose name used to be Grace. And then I realized very late in the process that Grace was also my character in Letters to Amelia. So I had to like oh. 11th hour be like, can I change the character's name? Like, what's wrong with me? There's like so, a bajillion names in the world. This is and not connected in the Lindsay universe. This is not part of the bigger. No. Okay. 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 Just It's just my brain that has like <laughs> capacity for two names. And then in my next book that I'm working on, I realized that the baby's name is Alice. I was like, oh my God, Lindsay, there's a million names. Like choose a different name, but apparently yes. I can't. So okay. here we go. Um, so Alice uh, oh. is like, love her street. Uh, and then people, you know, are grumbling about something that's happening on the street. And she's like, wait. But there's awesome things about the street. So she starts writing letters to the things that she loves about her street. And then it sort of goes through the goes through the seasons um, to just reminding people that like, yes, there's like, you know, construction and that's annoying. But also like there's really wonderful things like a street yeah. parade or whatever. Um, and then at the end, Alice is really Alice is having a hard day and she's really grumpy um, and she just can't get out of her head. And there's this refrain that's like grumble, grumble, grumble that the kids love. I didn't realize how like big the grumbling would be, but the kids love the grumbling. Kids love grumbling. Um, they do. You make it kind uh, of onomatopoeia. Like, yeah, it's good. So then they, uh, so Alice is grumbling. So grumble, grumble, grumble. And then she finds a letter. So someone else has started, all, someone mm -hmm. else, this character is wearing a purple Jackie mm -hmm. um has taken up the like found one of the letters and has taken up the idea and is also writing a letter um Aww. so it's really fun it's, it's really like nice. and there's an author note about this sort of like explains um the project and why i do it and it's been so i've uh, so i did a book launch uh mm -hmm. which was really fun and packed uh and i've just been doing school visits i feel and, so bad um, like your book launch was literally across the street from me um, oh, I live, right there. I live across from type and oh I just wasn't feeling well. Um, so I, I mean, you know, you and, and, we're, and we're still in that, like, yes, is it COVID? It totally wasn't COVID, yes. but I, well, yeah. thank you for not coming. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but I felt really bad because I really wanted to see and learn like, I mean, neighborhoods. I just moved to the junction in October and I love this neighborhood. And That's yes, great. I have a loud restaurant underneath me, but um, I have the Indie Draft House a couple doors down and I have famous yeah. last words like just down the street. And I and love- And type books across from you. Type books across the street. Like, yeah. like it's beautiful and I love it. And that's the thing that people don't understand about Toronto. Toronto isn't a big city. It's neighborhoods. No. It's all totally. neighborhoods. So like my friends who live in Leaside, like th that has a very particular vibe. Or my friends who live in Ronsonville, like that's, you know, it's all just- neighborhoods and they're totally. beautiful and wonderful and they have characters characteristics and characters and i also think that like people who don't live in Toronto, like it's impossible like if you're like oh do you know like everyone knows everyone or like yeah. someone knows someone like it's like it's just a small town it's yeah. just 
It really yeah, is. Like a bunch it of really little, is. a bunch of little small towns that are all connected. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that it's, I mean, I think that there is a lot of value in calling out and naming what doesn't work in a city. I think that that is important. I'm not uh-huh. like, let's just be positive. Like there's no toxic positivity here. Like <laughs> it's important to be like, yeah. these roads are falling apart. Like the yes. bike infrastructure is not okay. Like, no. and it is important to call that out and to yeah. like, People keep getting stabbed on the subway. That's a problem. We need to demand more of our representatives who we vote in Uh for more. Like, absolutely. Uh And it is also important to remember what does work. Because if you don't remember what does work, you're not going to fight for it. You're not going to remember that it it matters. Like, Uh you know, as we're all coming up to an election, like, it also matters to remember what does work. Like, so I... I mean, I haven't in a while because of COVID. I've started doing them again. But like, I, you know, I set up a table in a busy market like in Kensington or mm-hmm. uh, Junction Flea used to be sort of just a bit west of, uh, east of where you're talking about. Yeah, east where you're talking about. Yeah, um, um, there's a construction thing going in there. Yes, yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> just down the street. And so, <laughs> it, like, there's inevitably, like, someone's like, oh, I just want to write a hate, like, always, always at these events. I want to write a hate letter. And I'm like, well, you're not allowed. That's your own project. You can go do that. And I support it. Go for it. Yeah. Like, this is where figuring out something that we love about the city, and we're going to write it a letter. <laughs> grumble, grumble, grumble. That person always walks away. And I, like, literally, it's, I, I, I should start filming it because it is amazing. <laughs> that person walks away. They stop about, like, 15 feet from me. You can tell that they, like, the light bulb goes off, and they turn around, and they beeline back, and they're like, I thought of something. It literally happens at every event. And to me, that shift, that like lens shift of like nothing works, nothing works, nothing works. And like, I'm guilty of that. Like that happens all the time and it's fine. I don't actually, I shouldn't even be guilty. It happens. It's fine. But I think that that shift of like, oh, there is something I love. Because once you see one thing that works, you're going to see something else that works. And then when you need to like write to 311 because the potholes are literally swallowing like dogs and cats and small children, Mm -hmm. you're like, yes, this doesn't work. And these other things are also still awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, So it's been fun. Do you want to do some fast forward? Yes. All right. Lindsay, if you could receive a personal handwritten letter from any historical person, who would it be? Amelia Earhart. Hands down. Unless it can be my grandma, but I have letters from her. She's not very famous. <laughs> it can doesn't have to be famous. Is there something something new that you're becoming a geek for? Oh. Is there something new I'm becoming a geek for? I'm a so TV inside this. Show, oh a gosh. movie, a book. Oh, you know what I'm becoming a geek about? What? Is baseball. It's a team sport, Lindsay. Well, that I'm not playing it. <laughs> Clearly not playing. So my kid plays baseball and he yep. is like, so uh, again, I thought the nature versus nurture thing, like n- nature or, or nurture would prevail, but it does not. I was like yep. birthed this human who's like all about sports and all about team sports and is yes. very good at them. And just like, yep. that's all he wants to do. So he plays baseball and he mm-hmm. loves it so much. And so I like, he's plays on a team. Mm-hmm. So I've been like, I'm like the bench coach now. And it is my favorite thing ever. Oh, that's I love beautiful. it so much. Yeah. Oh, oh. And it's like sunny and it's like dusty and everyone's just like. There cheering. is something Norman Rockwell-y nostalgia wonderful about baseball. Uh, George Carlin has a bit where he talks about the difference between football and baseball. It's like baseball's just like a pastime. Yes. Like, does, there's no time limits. You just. Yeah. Anyway. It's, I mean, it's stressful to watch yeah. your kid like stand in front of a pitching machine and you're like, please hit the ball. <laughs> and um, don't get hit by the ball. Hit by the ball. Yeah. Um, 
what do you got? It's, uh, I think I'm really getting into baseball. Okay. Here we are. What, what is your favorite song to dance to? <gasps> oh, that is an impossible answer, but I might have three. One that I just wrote about the other day is the Run Lola Run soundtrack. Oh, so oh, that's good. A good soundtrack. Danced a lot to that at the, mm-hmm. when I was in dance school. Um, Born to Run, Springsteen. I just discovered Springsteen during the yes. pandemic, and we would have like oh. a Springsteen dance party all the time. Yes. Um, and oh, we just had a big Beastie Boys dance party the other day. Beastie and Boys, that was pretty always fun. good. Always yeah. good. My kid, my oldest kid is deep into Black Sabbath, and the other one is mm-hmm. deep into R.E.M. Mm-hmm. Less danceable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's some there's D- uh, different different vibes. What the frequency, Kenneth? I think you can. True, and we that. do yeah. listen to. Uh, oh, anyways, there's one REM song that is very danceable. Yes, um, on Wednesday nights at Famous Last Words, they do vinyl, um, and they often do Beastie Boys. And mm. I don't dance, but one of the one of the the staff does, and it's delightful to watch. That's fun. Lindsay, what is the geekiest thing you own, and you can define geeky however you choose. Geekiest thing I own. Um, gosh. I don't think I own this anymore, but I used to. Does that count or not? Yes, that would okay. count. So I wrote this book about Amelia Earhart. Uh-huh. So I've been like interested in Amelia Earhart for many, many years, like since 2001. Um, and so my dad, who loves airplanes and loves flying, got me flight simulator with like all of the joysticks so I could actually Ooh. like go deep. I'm sad to say I never felt as deep in love with it as he did, but there we go. I, I don't think I own it anymore. I appreciate him trying to share his love with you. That's, yes. That's, yes. Like when my dad He's would take me fishing. Stuff. Not interested yeah. at all, but I appreciate the effort. I went to every Air Force base in the United States and every air show in Toronto as a child, and I hated it. But here we are, wrote a book that about a pilot. So sounds, That know. sounds terrible, but a great thing came out of it. That's wonderful. Yes. Um, how can people support you? Uh, anything you want to plug social media? Sure. So I have, uh, you can buy my book at the bookstores as the best, of course. So the mm-hmm. letters to Amelia is my novel, uh, published with book hug, uh, and dear street is with kids can, uh, that's mm-hmm. my picture book. Uh, that is great. And I, social media, I, Twitter, I'm at, uh, Lindsay with an A L I N D S A Y Z V and on Instagram, which I live more on Instagram these days. Let's be serious. Uh, Easier it's Lindsay... than to write. Right. And also yeah. just visual and, yeah. you know, not owned by a, I mean, well, it is, you know, but, anyways, yeah. <laughs> different vibes, good yeah. different vibes. Yeah. Um, so my handle is at Lindsay, L I N D S A Y dot Zervogel, Z I E R V like Victor O G E L. Okay. I'll link to those in the show notes. This has been absolutely delightful. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me on Geek 4. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Geek4Pod or me on Twitter at MWBoyce. If you listen on Apple Podcast, click the subscribe button and consider leaving a five-star review. Be sure to join us next time when we learn what someone else is a geek for. Chaps Kicks aren't kicking anymore. They're doing choreography.